Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. It was another big weekend for the Ole Miss Rebels, specifically on offense, as they were able to ring up 61 points behind the arms and the legs of Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. It was another big game, and we'll get into the numbers uh, here in just a moment. Once again, a big win. Uh, The Rebels have the week off, uh, ranked 17th coming into the game. Some of the polls now, after the win, uh, have anywhere from 10 to 11 to 12. So the Rebels just inching up the charts. They'll have a chance to really jump up the charts. They face Alabama in a couple of weeks in Tuscaloosa. The CBS has already came out and said they would like to carry that game. It's a 2.30 kickoff at Bryant-Denny Stadium uh, in Tuscaloosa. And thanks once again, everybody, for subscribing and uh, rating and reviewing the podcast. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun over the last couple of weeks, and it's really grown, and we have you to thank for that, and we're very grateful. If you have a friend, be sure and tell, tell them about us. And uh, as always, you can stream the podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Simply search Believe in Ole Miss on uh, their website. As always, you can download, of course, on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to say a special thank you to a couple of people that uh, that make it a whole lot easier for me during game days. Uh, the entire radio crew stayed the entire game, obviously so, uh, but they, they stayed before and after, all throughout the delays, and uh, I had a chance to visit with Brett Norsworthy a good bit during the game, and I just wanted those folks to know how much, you know, all Ole Miss fans and how all of us in the media appreciate what they do. I know for me, anyway, it, it's really assuring to know that, uh, you know, I always like to listen to the game. It doesn't matter what type of game I'm at, who I'm watching. I love to listen to the radio broadcast. And I'm really excited about the SEC Radio Network show that's coming up this Sunday night uh, at 6 o'clock Central. And I encourage everyone to watch it. It's about a lot of the voices from the past. And it, it got me to thinking about how much I appreciate what David Kellum, the voice of the Rebels, along with Harry Harrison, and Richard Cross on the sideline, and, of course, Brett Norsworthy and Richard on the pregame show. But the folks behind the scenes as well, Dan Kortz, who this year has done a phenomenal job with the Learfield crew, and uh, the people behind the scenes, uh, the Fish Robinson, the spotter. I know Glenn Waddle spots when they're on the road, and there's so many people also, Houston, uh, behind the scenes, uh, pulling the buttons and pushing the buttons and, and, and turning the knob. So I just want to say thank you to those people that not only make it more enjoyable but they pretty much can paint the picture for you whether you're at the stadium or whether you're at home watching on the television or maybe you're in the car maybe you're grilling out 
Maybe you're hunting with your family. Maybe you're with your son fishing. But the radio crew's always there, and I just think it's important to thank those those folks that, that make it happen. So thank you all very much. Also happy to report Jeff Robertson along with David Kellum both have a kind of a unique role with the university. I don't know if anyone saw the, the podcast and also the story that was released by Ole Miss and its uh, football program, or at least media relations, and it was about Brian Lee that kicked the five field goals against Tulane. And uh, it was back in the, I want to say it was 91-ish. I may be wrong on the date, but anyway, you can check it out. I remember the game, and I remember Brian Lee had struggled that year. And to be able to come out and kick those five field goals, and then David had a uh, we got, to, of course, we were able to hear David's call, and then Jeff uh, penned a really nice story. So they're going to be doing a lot with the athletic department over the over the coming months. So uh, be on the lookout for, for for what's to come from the athletic media relations office with Jeff Robertson along with David Kellum. As for this week, the Rebels are three and zero heading into the bye week, and a big hats off to the Rebel fans that were in attendance for the Tulane game. It was a wet one. It was a wild one, and uh, the Rebels come away 61-21 to as they get ready to face the Alabama Crimson Tide in two weeks that we talked about earlier. It is going to be interesting to see what happens in two weeks. I know it will be a lot of fun to talk about because so many people are talking about Matt Corral and talking about is he the best quarterback in the country. My, uh, Matt Berry along with uh, Paul Feinbaum both believe that uh, Matt Corral is the best quarterback in the country. Aaron Rodgers has been very adamant about his thoughts about just how good Matt Corral is. So there are a lot of people talking. Coach Corso on game day, along with Robert Griffin III, they both put Matt Corral on the very top of their Heisman voting balance. This was before the first three games in which Matt looked so good, uh, specifically last week, uh, the previous game against Tulane. But just how good is this team? You know, I've had a chance to, to visit with a couple of people and – you know, you date back to around 1990 when, when Tom Luke was the quarterback and Ole Miss played Tennessee and Memphis and, and, fo- and fell short but had a great season and went on to play um, in the Gator Bowl that year. Ended up playing a Michigan team that was one win away from the national championship. It was a really it was a difficult task for Ole Miss, uh, but nonetheless, to be able to get there says a lot. You fast forward a little bit to the 2003 season. That was Eli Manning's senior year. The thing about that season, you trip up against uh, Memphis early in the year, you trip up against Texas Tech, but all of a sudden you're looking at at a chance to get to to Atlanta in the SEC championship game, and they don't get past LSU. Fast forward a little bit further in uh, Houston Nuts' first year in 2008, you go to Florida and beat a, a really good Florida Gator team that will eventually win the national championship. It's one of the best Ole Miss football teams I've ever seen. And then we've got this one. And I know it's early, but the question you have to ask is, how good is this team? I mean, we'll find out soon enough. But what we've been able to see on paper is this Louisville team went to Central Florida and won. This Tulane team took Oklahoma to the limit. I mean, took them all the way to the end, and that was in Norman. And Ole Miss just absolutely destroyed this Tulane team. It really wasn't even that close. It was, actually, wasn't close at all. Well, we'll know soon enough in two weeks. I just think it's important to talk about how good the team can be and how much they've improved on defense and, and how we're seeing players on defense now that have been in the program for the last couple of years, and now we're seeing their number call. And now we're seeing them make a significant difference in the games. 
We'll talk about the two-lane game here in just a moment as the Rebels come away with a win, 61-21, to and uh, just another offensive explosion. Let's get to the highlights, and let's talk about the big win over the Green Wave right after this as you listen to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. 61-21 was the score, and the Rebels got out to a big lead as they ended up defeating the uh, the Green Wave. The Green Wave now are one and two. The season one, the Rebels jump up to three and zero, oh, and gosh, I guess 12, 13, high as eleven in some polls. So the Rebels uh, doing well early on after uh, three big wins, opening the season against Louisville then beating Austin P and, of course, beating the two-lane green wave this past Sunday. Matt Corral, another big game uh, through the air, 23 of 31 for 335 yards, three touchdowns and a QBR of 97.8. He was also great on the ground, 13 carries, 68 yards, and four touchdowns, seven total touchdowns. That gets the Heisman talk really jumping. And so that's kind of where a lot of people are talking right now about Matt Corral and that Heisman race. On the ground, it was Jerry Ely with 15 carries for 103 yards. He had a long of 23. You know, we didn't see him a lot uh, last week against Austin P. Really just kind of when I think he wanted to get some more carries uh, for Henry Parrish and Snoop Connor and along with Kentrell Bullock. Uh, Matt Corral actually was second in rushing against the Green Wave with 68 yards. Uh, Henry Parrish Jr., nine carries, 66 yards, and, and, and had the big touchdown early. Had a really good game, and it's really difficult, I think, for a lot, a lot of Ole Miss fans that really don't need to get caught up in the numbers in regards to, 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 to yards and that sort of thing because these carriers are getting dispersed so much. And, you know, I think a lot of times not only you have three really good running backs in Ely, Parrish, and Connor, you have some good running backs like – I'm sorry, wide receivers like Dontario Drummond, uh, a receiver that catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. Uh, you've got uh, Jonathan Mingo that's catching catching balls. It's very similar to a sweep pass. So, uh, by the way, Snoop Connor nine carries, forty two hard yards, and uh, another big game for Snoop Connor, who continues to come on in the second quarter, in the third quarter, basically just fresh legs. And we saw him do that so effectively late in the game against Louisville, and he did the same thing here against Tulane. <laughs> 
Catching the football, another big night for Jonathan Mingo. Six catches, 136 yards, and a touchdown. He had that long bomb of 50. Braylon Sanders, a big night for Braylon. We would you kind of been wondering how he was going to do off the injury from last year. He's been nothing but spectacular. Four catches, 74 yards, one touchdown. That was a long of 45 yards. Ontario Drummond, another solid night as well. Five catches, 55 yards, and he had a touchdown. Out of the backfield, we talked about the pitches out of the backfield, and that's basically what it was. Henry Parrish, two catches, 39 yards, and then Snoop Connor, two catches for 19 yards. Miss defense was solid once again, led by Chance Campbell with, with eight total tackles, two solo, one sack, one tackle for loss. He had a quarterback hurry. Keydron Smith, a big game as well, six tackles. After that, it was a lot of Rebels that were in the backfield and making big tackles. Lakia Henry, A.J. Finley, Otis Reese made some big plays. Johnson, Key, Sonogo, the same names you've heard ever, ever since the, the beginning of the season. It's been that defense under D.J. Durkin that's been flying around, making big, big plays, and most importantly, creating turnovers and getting off the field on third down. We saw uh, Tulane go down three and out. Uh, the first drive, and then they were able to get them off the field again. That allowed Ole Miss to take a 14 or – excuse me, they missed the PAT again, something they're going to have to get a hold of. But after two touchdowns, go up 13 to nothing, and that kind of gives that defense a little bit of a padding. It allows that offense to come out and cook a little bit. So uh, the defense, another big game uh, under this D.J. Durkin-led defense. Uh, Pratt, the quarterback for Tulane, was only 10 of 18 for 166 yards. He had two touchdowns, but they able to keep Pratt, uh, the very talented quarterback, under 166 yards, really, really good. Also, this Tulane offense did not have a rusher go over 50 yards. Not one. Uh, Carroll, their their big running back, only had 40 yards, had, had one touchdown. Brumfeld, 47 yards. And then Pratt was able to rush uh, for 37 yards. So this Ole Miss defense continues to get better, continues to evolve. And what you like to see, People like Tarikas Tisdale, Quentin Bivens, names like that that were on the field uh, all last year but just didn't seem to make that really big impact, did not step up. Like they just just, just didn't make the plays like we've seen them make this year. You look at Lakia Henry. I mean, he's been all over the place, the linebacker for Ole Miss. Uh, Otis Reese has made such a huge difference along with Chance Campbell. Uh, I think Momo Sonogo has stepped it up. Tyler Knight, who's not – big as anything, is stepping up and making huge hits. And how could Ole Miss defense right now and total defense throughout the country? They're 55th. Last year, I think they finished at 114th. In many other categories, they were in the high, high 100s. Also, now, granted, it's only three games into the season, but this is where we said Ole Miss needed to be if they were going to be successful this year, if they were going to become an elite team, if they just had a decent defense we know they have an elite offense the question has always been how good is the defense going to be right now in rushing they're 65th in the country their passing defense 66 third down conversion rate first in the country what about red zone red zone defense a place that Ole Miss has been poor since I can remember as long as I can remember Franklin they're 39th in the country in red zone defense. If Ole Miss can stay anywhere close to these numbers, they're going to be a handful. They're going to be a handful for a lot of SEC teams. Let's take a look at the scoring. And Ole Miss scored quick, 
and they scored often in this game. A special thank you to Dan Courts and Learfield for the audio and the Ole Miss Radio Network. Henry Paris Jr. from 19 yards out. Uh, the kick from Caden Costa was good. It was a very quick drive. 11 plays, 75 yards. It only took three minutes and 33 seconds as the Rebels take a 7 nothing lead. And Robinson Clark in there as well, and the Rebels are in the – uh, Wade incorporated green zone and off the right-hand side, the 15 to the 10, still on his feet to the 5, and in the end zone, touchdown, Oh Miss. Henry Parrish takes it to the house. And we talked about it earlier, the defense did a great job getting the green wave off the field, and Ole Miss took plenty of advantage as uh, Matt Corral scampered nine yards. The kick was no good. Once again, Ole Miss is going to have to fix their uh, their place kicking. Uh, Caden Costa just has struggled with extra points this year. The extra points no good. The Rebels take a 13 to nothing lead. Uh, this drive another long one. 12 plays, 82 yards, and took three minutes and 16 seconds. Incorporated. Visit them online at wadeinc.com. And straight up the gut goes Corral untouched into the end zone. The Rebels lead 13 to nothing. Richard had the field level view of that one. Yeah, quarterback draw that time mm-hmm. and just a great job by the offensive. But you have to credit the Green Wave. They came right back. Cameron Carroll ran hard all day long. Uh, ended up getting one from one yard out. Mary Glover, the kick is good. They cut the lead at the time to 13-7 to with 3.40 to go in the first quarter. A very quick drive. It was a five-play, 33-yard drive. Only took a minute and 45. If you remember, it was following a Henry Parrish turnover, something the Rebels have done a nice job of this year. Not turning the ball over. Green Wave of Tulane took advantage of the fumble by Henry Parrish Jr. But give offensive coordinator Jeff Lebby, Matt Corral, the quarterback, and Lane Kippen a ton of credit. Didn't take long. Only about three minutes and 40 seconds, Matt Corral runs one in from 15 yards out. They did try the two-point conversion. It failed. Rebels go up 19-7. to That ended the first quarter, and it was a heck of a run by quarterback Matt Corral. This is an empty set. Now Mingo goes in motion to the right side. There's the snap, Corral, quarterback draw. He's to the 10, still on his feet to the 5, lowers his head. He drives it into the end zone. How about that quarterback? Touchdown, Ole Miss. And the second quarter would be underway, and the Rebels leading 19-7. It was time for Dontario Drummond, the talented wide receiver for Ole Miss, to have himself a big catch. 12 yards out for Matt Corral. This time the Caden Costa kick is good. That gives the Rebels a 26-6 lead. 12 where he started that slide. Third down and five. Corral wants to throw. Swings it far side. Wide open Drummond. He's headed to the corner of the end zone. He's in there. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Beautiful play, David. Just a hurry-up offense. Michael Pratt, the talented quarterback for Tulane, would not be denied. Give Tulane credit. They could have laid down. It was a rainy night, and uh, it was an opportunity for them to to, to kind of make hay, if you will, against a really good Ole Miss team. It just couldn't really get a whole lot going. But down 26-7, to uh, Midway through the second quarter, uh, Shea Wyatt, a 39-yard touchdown pass from Michael Pratt. The Glover kick was good. That gets Green Wave. Uh, but then striking distance, if you will, that would be about as close as the Green Wave get uh, on the night. 26-14 to 14 is the lead would be cut with 7 minutes and 21 seconds to go. It took Ole Miss all about nine seconds uh, to score uh, their next possession. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, a 50-yard touchdown pass, the very first play from scrimmage. Caden Costa's kick would be good, 33-14. to Ole Miss would stretch his lead with 7-12 to go in the second quarter. Since one of those, he goes in motion, loops around the quarterback, comes back to the near side, pump fakes to him. Corral wants to throw deep. He's got Mingo down there. It's going to be caught. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Go route for six. 
Richard, you've been looking for that uh, that long, deep route. Yes. At point, Matt Corral continuing to dominate this football game. Dontario Drummond gets into the action, 11-yard run. The Caden Costa kick is good once again. It's 40-14 to 14 Ole Miss with 2.26 to go in the first half of play. A big drive, nine plays, 61 yards, three minutes and 30 seconds off the clock. Five and a half, and there's a handoff sweeping left with blockers in front of him. Drummond takes it in, touchdown, Rebels. How about Ontario Drummond? He got great blockers. Ontario had, I think, Snoop out in front of him, Harry, and just kind of let it develop. And just right before the first half would end, Tulane would hit some big plays. Scored with only uh, 42 seconds left in the second quarter. 42 seconds left in the half. A minute 44 on the drive. Six plays, 74 yards. Cut the lead to 40 to 21. Ole Miss, but the Rebels would mount three touchdown drives, uh, pretty big ones in the third quarter, very quick ones, might I add. Uh, Matt Corral, a 15-yard run. The Caden Costa kick would be good very early in the third quarter. That drive only lasting a minute 22, a five-play 51-yard drive. That made the lead 47-21 over Tulane. They're going to snap it again. Corral's going to run right. He's going to walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Read option, David. Perfect read by Matt Corral. He just simply pulls it. Nobody, I mean nobody, saw him pull that ball and just raced around the right side. We talked a lot about the stats of the Ole Miss defense, how much they were improved under defensive coordinator D.J. Durkin. Well, one of the reasons is they are getting turnovers. Here's a big fumble recovery to set up another, yeah, you guessed it, Matt Corral touchdown. And it's going to be taken to the three-yard line by Jackson. Runs up to the 20, 25, has an opening to the 30, to the 32. Ball comes out. I think the ground calls the fumble. We'll see. Maybe not. Battle dives on it at the 37. They're giving it to Ole Miss. We'll see if they review it or not. Jalen Jordan got the stick. And here's the final one, the Matt Corral run around the end. It was for 12 yards. The Costa kick was good. 54-21 would be the lead. After this point, the two-play 37-yard drive, of course, set up by the Miles Battle uh, fumble uh, recovery. 36 seconds on the drive, and Matt Corral, his seventh quarterback, uh, touchdown of the game. Right side. Is he in there again? Matt Corral. And are they indicating touchdown? Ole Miss. Yep. That would be four rushing touchdowns for the quarterback. Is that correct? That's correct. Fourth one. Once again, it's a read option. Pulls it out. And then what a better way to cap it off than a Braylon Sanders 45-yard touchdown pass from Matt Corral. The Caden Costa kick was good. The final score, 61-21. to This came at the 7.56 mark of the fourth quarter. Four plays, 75-yard drives. This drive, 51 seconds. For the Rebels, and we're at 34 now. Long pass, wide open. Sanders catches it, backs into the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Well, we've been trying to get Braylon Sanders involved other than just fielding punts. What a game it was for Ole Miss, both defensively and offensively. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could scratch out a couple of special teams uh, issues that Caden Costa needs to convert those point-after tries with more consistency. But other than that, it was a big game offensively and defensively for this Ole Miss football team. At the end of the day, it was Matt Corral's day. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, you hope you can get plenty of these going forward. We've seen him against, you know, quite frankly, competition that is below what Ole Miss is going to face for the most part over the next couple of weeks. You know, looking at what Auburn did on the road to Penn State with a chance to win that game. You know Alabama is going to be loaded. They're going to be ready to roll in a couple of weeks. You've got teams like Arkansas that's already knocked off Texas. You've got teams like Texas A&M. That, uh, that has played well. You know, Texas A&M and Arkansas will be playing this week. 
Then you've got LSU, which we don't really know how good LSU is, but you know that Coach Ed Ogeron is going to bring a, a team that's very hungry to Oxford. The slate is loaded for these Rebels, but for right now, Matt Corral is the leader, and he spoke with Richard Cross of the Ole Miss Radio Network and Learfield after the game, and here's what he said. Seven yards of offense tonight, 61 points. You only played three quarters. Good win. You know, I, I think it just comes down to the work that we did on Monday, and uh, I think this, we did have the best practice offensively that we've ever had since we've been together on this team. So, I mean, that, that showed today. Was it nice to get into a routine where it was a regular game week where you had a full week to get ready and it kind of fell into the way it's supposed to? Yeah, you know, it just got back to normal and, um, you know, we had a full week to prepare. So, yeah, of course. Some shots down the field tonight. First couple of games, because of what the defense has given you, you've, you've been more underneath and some intermediate stuff. A focus to get the ball down the field, or was it simply what they give you and that's what you take advantage of? Uh, it was just simply what they gave us. Uh, you know, we weren't quite sure what they were going to come out of. We, 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 I expected them to come out and drop eight. Coaches expected something else. Uh, but, I mean, they didn't do it once, so we just – uh, operated as if they, how they were playing us, and they were giving us a deep shot, so we took them. In terms of numbers, you're rewriting the record books. There was a guy named Showboat, uh, Showboat Boykin back in the 50s that scored seven touchdowns all on the ground in a game. You tied that number seven touchdowns tonight. Is is are the numbers cool? I mean, does it does that mean anything to you? Uh, not really. Uh, not really. His head coach said, "Be honest." By by the way, uh, honestly. I didn't say that once. That's probably him telling himself that for me. I, I think he wants me to get it more than more than I wanted to get it for myself. I'm not even thinking about those things. But uh, no, I really the O line did a great job of adjusting to four down. We haven't seen that all all season. You know, teams are going playing three down, going back to four down. This team was just strictly four down all game, and they did a good job adjusting. You having fun, man? I can't even explain it because just to see all my teammates getting that work and getting getting uh you know, scoring, everybody uh, getting the ball to the, uh, you know, just getting theirs, you know, so I'm happy to see that. And, and then to see the defense play the way they're playing, that's got to feel good because, I mean, obviously this is a team thing. It's not one side or the other. Definitely. It was, it was a really good team win on all three phases for sure. Good visiting with you. Thank you for guys for having me. Yeah, that was Matt Corral with Ole Miss Network sideline reporter Richard Cross following the big win over Tulane, 61-21 to as the Rebels are now 3-0. and on the season as we can conference play in a couple of weeks against top-ranked. We're thinking they'll be top-ranked Alabama. Special thank you to Dan Courts and to Learfield for that audio. Uh, they were able to play the highlights and the scoring. As, of course, David Kellum, the voice of the Rebels, along with Harry Harrison, uh, do a wonderful job on the Ole Miss Radio Network. And we're so grateful that we had their call here today uh, from Learfield Audio and from the Ole Miss Radio Network. It's the Rebels and the Alabama Crimson Tide in a couple of weeks. And uh, we look forward to having the previews coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, We'll have some Alabama friends stop by and say hello as we preview the Alabama Crimson Tide. It'll be 2.30 kickoff on CBS. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Be sure and follow the show on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. And also follow at Believe Podcast. And I'm Brad Logan, your host. So thankful to be a part of the Believe Podcast family here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Look forward to talking with you very soon as we get ready to preview the Alabama Crimson Tide right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. 
You've been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.